When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Oh, yeah, and that, too. we got to play that, and there's a sounder and stuff. And now there's a sponsor. My bad. Yep, Aaron Bowerstock, BowerstockTeam.com, your home loan expert. She can do for you what you do for Craig and Linda when they made the move to Georgetown. Make that home loan process easy, streamless, no hassle. BowerstockTeam.com, Aaron Bowerstock. She is your home loan expert. So, Jeff, last hour we kind of went in a direction, I guess, that I chose. Uh, let me know what you're, what, kind of what you're thinking right now. We talked about the Sark press conference getting canceled and sort of went into the 23 class a little bit. Uh, for this Longhorn Notebook, uh, is there anything particular on your mind? Yeah, Big 12, I haven't got a chance to talk about the uh, Big 12 schedule release because that came, okay. came out after you know, Craig and I were off the air when it came out. Um, and the main thing to reiterate, Chad, and I, I think this is a, a valid discussion point. You know, I've I, I've been on, seen on, been scrolling Twitter and seeing, oh, ten wins is the floor, and Big Twelve pile or bust. Hmm. The schedule getting released to me has no bearing on what the ceiling or floor for this team is going to be or needs to be. I mean, it's not like there was some kind of doomsday schedule that the Big 12 was going to put together for Texas, unless you're talking about, like, it was four road trips in a row to, like, Ames, Morgantown, Provo, and, you know, Orlando or whatever, just see how many different time zones you can make Texas cover. <clears throat> to me, the, the my expectation, my bar for Texas is set at, it's whatever number of wins gets you to Arlington. I think, to me, that's the next step in the progression where Sark needs to take this program before going into the SEC. So if that's, you know, if nine and three can get you there and you win a conference championship, then great. Uh, you know, if it takes 10 to get you there, then, then that's where it needs to be. That to me is where I'm focused on with Texas. Is it's all about, can you get to Arlington, give yourself a chance to get one more title in the big 12 before you leave. I'm not worried about where the floor is or anything like that. Just whatever number of wins that it, it takes to get to Arlington. Yeah, and that's going to be – yeah, it is weird how those expectations will come up, and then something like a schedule could could bring that up. But I get it. Everybody wants to have the uh, have those discussions. One question I wanted to ask you, Jeff, and just I could not remember a time. Do you recall ever while you've been covering Texas that the Texas OU game is immediately followed by a bye week for both? Uh, No. Now that you mentioned it, no, I don't think so. Uh, I know, I know they both had buys after that game, but yeah, I can't recall off the top of my head when there's been a bye week for both. There's a, off of that game. There's just such a, a there's a uniqueness now building on that game. If we actually find out they figured out the new SEC thing for 2024, it'll be the last game in the Big 12. They'll both know that. They'll both know where they're going, and they'll both know they get to rest afterwards. I mean, that game doesn't need any more intensity, but uh, that's pretty wild. And then because of that, Jeff, it is a true six and six then for Texas and OU for that matter. But Texas gets the six games, a bye, then six games. I don't think you could ask for a better 
better uh, bye week. I know Sonny Dykes wanted a better bye week last year because there's, I believe it was TCU, right, that had that super early one. But this is good for Texas right yeah. in the middle. That the, Where the bye week was going to fall and where the BYU game was going to fall with the two big things that I was waiting to see with the schedule release mm. uh, to get it, to get it right in the middle of the season to kind of recharge your batteries, get ready for the second half. I think that's great for Texas, but that BYU game, if it was either really early or really late, it was going to concern me because you know, I start looking at BYU's roster chat and, and they've got that, that group of guys that, that they have every year, that influx of talent of the guys coming back from their LDS, LDS missions that are coming back to football. So trying to project out what BYU's roster is going to look like, uh, it, it's somewhat of a fool's errand to do it, especially at this point. But even the closer we get to the season, uh, you're not really going to have an idea of what BYU's got until you know they play a couple of games. But if you got them early, they're almost a complete unknown at that point. And if you got them late, you know, the last thing you want to do when you play you know nine, ten games in a Big 12 schedule is – you know, take on BYU because anytime you you know what you're getting into, and especially since your head coach went to school there and had a really good career there, you know what you're getting into when you play BYU from a physicality standpoint, from a mental preparation standpoint. So I think to have the bye, to go to Houston, then come back and play BYU, I think those two things, I don't know that it could have worked out better for Texas in terms of the way those two events that I was looking to see how they laid out. Yeah, not bad. Uh, not bad at all. Uh, the the other thing that stood out, I think, to a lot of people, Jeff, was there's one team in the Big Twelve that's going to get eight home games, and it's Baylor. So Baylor Bears fans can be happy about that. They'll host uh, Utah early on. They host Texas. Uh, they will host Houston, and they also are a team that gets to avoid playing Oklahoma. So if I'm a, a, a Baylor fan, I'm pretty. Ex- I, I guess I'd be pretty excited about my last year with all these teams possibly in the Big Twelve. Would you agree? First off, with all the FBS and FCS teams in this state, transitional teams, whatever. Baylor couldn't have found a better third non-conference game than LIU. Like really, like that's that's where we're at. I didn't. I, I'll be honest, Chad. I didn't even know LIU had a football team. Dude, I'm glad so, you. I'm glad you said it. I saw that logo. I still don't know what that is. What's LIU? What is that? Sharks, uh, right? I I have no idea. I don't know. Cameron's guess. Cameron's guess is as good as mine would be. Yeah, they're the Sharks. Okay, I was looking at this little <laughs> grid I've got in front of me that the Big Twelve put out, and I was recognizing every logo. And I saw that one, and it's so small, I couldn't understand, uh, you know, make it out. But now it makes sense. Even if it was bigger, I don't think I'd have known what it was. Yeah, I saw people on Twitter saying, uh, you know, is Baylor playing a minor league baseball team in week three? <laughs> uh, just that, that logo is odd. But, no, I mean, uh, I even forgot what we were talking about, Chad. We, uh, I got caught up on the LIU bit. What, what, what were we talking about? <laughs> the, ba- the fact that Baylor's got eight home games. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the way the, the schedule worked out. Uh, I do think it's interesting, though, you know, typically their their Power 5 opponent out of conference, it's been, you know, Duke or somebody along those lines. That, you, know, you feel like, okay, it's at least a toss-up or you got a chance to win. Uh, I guess Baylor can back up the LIU bit with saying, hey, we're at least challenging ourselves by playing Utah and perhaps a healthy Cam Rising conference play but that's that's just one of the things you know that's that's how it worked for texas last year where your big non-conference home game was uh hosting alabama so you end up with a little bit more of a slant on the home slate but uh and one you know i'd heard at the basketball game on monday from somebody who would know that one of those baylor home games was going to be texas coming to town 
it's just it's strange, Chad. I know you being an A and M grad, I don't. I'm sure you felt this way at some point, but you know, this is probably the last time for the foreseeable future and potentially, you know, a really long time. Or if you're a Texas fan, you're going to look at that schedule. You're not going to see that Texas Tech logo on that schedule, perhaps in 2024. You're not going to see that Baylor logo. That you've gotten used to seeing that TCU logo again. You're, you're not going to see it anymore. So uh, I do dig the fact that, you know, Houston being on the schedule to keep Texas Tech, Baylor, and TCU, uh, you at least get some Southwest Conference flavor in, in your last season in the Big 12, potentially before you go to the SEC. That's I, I take some comfort in that. Yeah, I'm guessing that part was intentional when they realized, okay, no Oklahoma State or, or West Virginia, that's one thing. But then the other two are Cincinnati, UCF. And like we talked about, man, it's, it's, it's Southwest Conference bus trips uh, for the almost all those road games. So it will have an old school feel. You want to make you want to make one more trip to Waco, one more trip to TC, uh, one more, you know Fort Worth, or one more trip to uh, Houston. You can certainly do that. It will feel like the old days. And of course, the Dallas thing yeah, is so, going to stay put. Yeah, selfishly, I'm looking at it like, wow, I, don't, I only have to make two plane trips uh, for 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 game travel this year with Tuscaloosa and then uh, and then Ames. So. Thumbs up to that. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, before we uh, let you go here this hour, Cam's got a quick question for you. Yeah, Jeff, I know you were in the studio yesterday when Craig took his little fall, and we just had him on. Thankfully, he's okay. He got looked at by one of the best athletic training staffs in the country. I want to ask you, though, how is your bursa doing? How is your elbow? (laughs) Any falls? Any injuries we need to know? I mean, the league's asking us to put you on the injury report, if so. You know, you got to be up to date on that, Uh, right? My my bursa and otherwise all sacks are uh, good and accounted for, so we're <laughs> we're we're good over here. That's good. All three sacks are good. Great. All right. I did not expect yep. a Jeff Howe sack check on a uh, on this uh, wintry Wednesday, but uh, hey, it happens sometimes. That is Jeff Howe. Check out horns twenty four seven dot com. It's signing day after all. I uh, hope the kids still get something out of today. Uh, it does suck that the weather's dealing with uh, with them in this area, but check out horns twenty four seven for that. They will get the Longhorn Blitz podcast recorded hopefully tomorrow and get it out to you uh, tomorrow afternoon. That means we should be able to bring it to you tomorrow at 8 o'clock. And then, of course, light the tower. Lord willing, the creek don't rise, freeze, and fall on people. Uh, Craig and Jeff will, uh, I think, be on the show tomorrow, 10 to 12. Uh, all right, Jeff, stay safe, stay warm. We hope the power stays on for you, and uh, we will talk to you later, brother. Yep, man. Hope to see you boys tomorrow. All right, there we go.